Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi dear sisters welcome to weekly iman booster by ikna sisters this is the fourth session in our series on dua and today we will be talking about dua for our families inshallah so let's start from the very beginning from the creation of mankind allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the purpose of creating mankind in verse number 56 of surah adhariyat allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wama khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun and i did not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me so the ultimate purpose of our existence is to worship one god that is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do the ibadah of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said that dua is the very essence of this ibadah and dua is in fact a mercy from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is through this dua that we are able to maintain a direct contact with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know as imam ahmad was once asked What is the distance between us and the throne of Allah? And he replied, a pious prayer from a pure heart. So this whole concept of worship being the purpose of our existence and um, dua being the very essence of this purpose is what we will keep in mind as we move along with our topic, inshallah. Now coming to why we make dua for our families and what kind of duas do we make. So first of all, it's important to understand that when it comes to upholding the ties of kinship, then who is it? that is the most deserving of our good behavior of our manners of extending our help so you see especially from a cultural point of view sometimes we have very extensive families we have our all our aunts and uncles their children our cousins they get married they have their own children their own extended families and so on and so forth so how do we prioritize them now scholars are of the opinion that this command this obligation of upholding the ties of kinship is towards our immediate families the members of our family who are our mahram and of course this includes our parents our spouse and our children and that is why allah subhanahu wa taala has made these relations the most important and the most beloved to us now this does not at all undermine the importance of doing good to our extended families of course we do that as well but the first priority and the obligation is towards our immediate families and this is exactly what prophet sallallahu has mentioned in one of his very well known ahadith that was narrated by abdullah ibn umar he says that prophet sallallahu has said every one of you is a shepherd and is responsible for his flock the leader of people is guardian and is responsible for his subjects a man is the guardian of his family and is responsible for them a woman is the guardian of her husband's home and his children and she is responsible for them and the hadith continues but the question is that what is the nature of this responsibility so you see allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in verse number 6 of surah at-tahrim o you who have believed protect yourselves and your families from a fire whose fuel is people and stones now my dear sisters this command of protecting ourselves and our families from the hellfire is not an easy thing to do it means that we have to raise our families in a way that they will not just succeed in this dunya but also in the akhirah and this calls for nurturing faith nurturing iman within our families and while we try to do so we have to always remember that we cannot solely rely on our own efforts and we are always going to be in need of seeking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help and guidance and that is why we make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our families another important thing is that When we talk about nurturing faith within our families sometimes we see that our complete focus turns towards our youth and as we know that a family is the very basic building block of a society and no doubt that our youth is a very integral part of this building block 
But let's not forget that if we want our youth to be a source of sadaqah jariya for us, then we also have to make sure, or we also have to at least try to be a sadaqah jariya for our parents as well. Because this is how we complete the circle, right? This is how one building block connects with the next building block to constitute the society. So it's a balance that we have to maintain at both ends. And while we try to do so, we are reminded over and over again how much in need we are of making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now let's look at some duas that Allah has mentioned in the Quran. In verse 24 of Surah Al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us how to make dua for parents. The very well-known, the very beautiful dua. Very light on the tongue, very easy to recite wherever we are. Now, one powerful thing about the Quranic du'as is that in these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only teaches us on what du'a we need, to, we need to make, but also why we make a certain du'a and how we make a certain du'a. So if we look at this du'a along with the verse before it, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And your Lord has decreed that you worship none but Him and do good to parents. If either of them or both reach old age, do not say to them of and do not scold them and address them with respectful words and submit yourself before them in humility out of compassion and say, My Lord, be merciful to them as they have brought me up in my childhood. So the first thing we find from these ayahs is the highest status that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to parents. Because he has mentioned them right next to his own worship. Right? Now, the second thing is that the word Rabbayani in this dua, it is from the same root word as Tarbiya. Why? Because it is the Tarbiya of our parents that has shaped us into the person we are today. They gave us their best. They did their Tarbiya, the best Tarbiya they could when we were young. And now Allah SWT is reversing the roles and Allah is saying, now it is your turn to give them your best since they have now reached an old age. And similarly, when Allah asks us to be humble when making this dua, so the word humble used in Arabic is janaha. And janaha literally means the wings or the sides of the arms. And there's a very beautiful analogy here that if you see a bird sitting in its nest and if the bird sees something approaching, it lowers its wings over its babies to protect them. Right? Here the parent is protecting the child. But now Allah is once again reversing the roles and Allah is saying that now it is your responsibility. Now it is the child's responsibility to protect the parents since the parents have now reached an old age. And another interesting thing that we find in relation to this dua is uh, this Ansari who came to the Prophet and asked him, Ya Rasulullah, is it that some rights of my parents remain due on me even though they have died? And Prophet said, yes. And out of the rights he mentioned, the first thing he mentioned was, to make dua for them even after they have died. So subhanAllah, having an understanding of these ayahs, it allows us to make dua for our parents with full conviction, truly from the depths of our hearts and not just formally reciting something that we have been taught. So this was about the parents. Now coming to our children. So as parents, we all hope to raise confident and responsible Muslims, right? And we all hope that they will contribute to the society in positive and productive ways. But if we look at the reality, we see that our children are growing up in an extremely materialistic and secular environment. And with all of its challenges, be it the LGBT issues or the false idols of feminism, all these things have created such a confusion that has eventually led to a faith crisis. And that is why 
if we look at the current statistics, we see that about 23% of Muslims in America alone no longer identify with Islam. And 23% is a very alarming number. So what is the solution? Now, of course, the solution lies in Islamic principles, Islamic morals and values. And we try to instill these values within our children from a very young age. We exert all our efforts, we exhaust all our resources, and we try our very best to keep them on the straight path. And while we are doing so, we have to always keep making dua for them as well. Because in the end, we know that the ultimate guidance and the ultimate protection for our children is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my dear sisters, this is not just because of the challenges we are facing in our times. This has always been like that. Even the prophets, when it would come to raising their offsprings, they would always make dua to Allah. If we take the example of Zakariya, he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rabbi habli My Lord, grant me from yourself a good offspring. Indeed, you are the hearer of supplications. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the glad tidings of Yahya salam, even though Allah had promised that Yahya salam would be from amongst the righteous and the salihin, still, still Zakariya salam made dua to Allah, وَجْعَلْهُ رَبِّي And make him my Lord, pleasing to you. Subhanallah, how beautiful is that? And then we find the mother of Maryam salam. She made dua for Maryam salam even before Maryam salam was born. And this reminds us of a very interesting incident that happened during the Khilafah of Umar ibn al-Khattab. So a man came to him and complained about the disobedience of his son. So Umar called his son and he reminded him of all the rights that his father had upon him and asked him why he was being disobedient. So this young boy then goes ahead and asks Umar, Ya Amirul Mu'mineen, does a child also have any rights over the father? And so, so um, Umar ibn al-Khattab says, Yes, it is the right of the child that his father gives him a good mother. It is the right of the child that his father gives him a good name. And it is the right of the child that his father gives him the knowledge of the deen, teaches him the Qur'an. And so this young man then, he dismissed all these three rights. And he said that my mother is not a practicing Muslim. My father named me Jual, which in Arabic means ugly. And he did not teach me anything about the Qur'an whatsoever. Now, my dear sisters, the most important lesson we can take from this incident is that practicing what we preach. Practicing what we preach is also a right of our children. Because you see, we cannot expect our children to be righteous while we are being disobedient to the commands of Allah. And we cannot expect them to be obedient to us while we are being disobedient to our own parents. If they see us making dua for our parents, they will definitely make dua for us as well. So it is a balance that I myself have to maintain at both ends. And it for this balance and for this struggle, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all these beautiful and these comprehensive du'as in the Qur'an. If we look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the qualities of Ibadur Rahman in Surah Al-Furqan, we see that out of these qualities, one quality that Allah mentions is that Ibadur Rahman are the ones who constantly make this du'a. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ آيُنٍ وَجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامَا Our Lord give us from our spouses and our children coolness of eyes and make us examples for the righteous. Now these are the Ibadur Rahman Allah is talking about. The ones who are doing the best kind of worship. They spend the night prostrating, standing before their Lord. They are the ones who are humble, who are 
um, peaceful, who have dignity, who are free of shirk, but still they do not rely on their own worship. They do not rely on their own abilities and efforts. Rather, Allah is saying that they are the ones who constantly make this dua for their spouse and for their children. My dear sisters, you see, yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the free will, but he has still kept us completely dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all our needs. And this dependency and this dua is actually a way for us to maintain a constant connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is one of the biggest benefits that one can gain out of making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then when we make dua for our families, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not just grants us ease and guidance in fulfilling our responsibilities, but he also forgives any shortcomings that may happen on our part. And then when we make dua, it allows us to renew our intentions that we are doing this purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we do that, then whether we are raising our children or we are being obedient to our parents, all these acts then are counted as acts of ibadah on our behalf. Subhanallah. I would like to end on one of the du'as of Ibrahim salam. The du'a that stands out the most to me is the one he made while raising the walls of Kaaba with Ismail salam. So he made this du'a, Our Lord, send from among them a messenger who will recite to them your verses and teach them the book and wisdom and purify them. Indeed, you are the exalted in might, the wise. And subhanAllah, it was as a result of this du'a that we were blessed with the guidance of the Qur'an through Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Imagine the power of this dua. Why? Because Ibrahim salam did not just make dua for his own children or just for Ismail salam or just for his own grandchildren. He had the bigger vision. He had the vision of benefiting the ummah as a whole. And it is this vision, my dear sisters, that we need to have when we make dua for our families, especially our youth. No doubt the prophethood has come to an end. But this also means that the responsibility is now upon us. And it is not an easy responsibility indeed. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with this beautiful gift of dua. As Imam Ibn al-Qayyim says that dua is the weapon of the believer. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to truly benefit from the power of dua. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a sadaqah jariyah for our parents. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our spouses and our children the coolness of our eyes. Ameen. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.